Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast. I am the hottest better in the world. No joke. The hottest better in the world, having the greatest season in the history of betting uh, that anyone has publicly talked about. I don't even know what to say. And if you aren't following me in 256, at, at following 256 or bust, in the Action Network app, you can download it for free. Follow me. You will see everything that I'm talking about. We're going to talk about this a lot during the show today. I can guarantee it because I cannot stop thinking about it. Later on in the show, Simon Hunter is coming on. He's a professional better, and he's been helping me and Darren Ravel all season long make our five picks for the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest in which we're trying to win $1.5 million. And I have not been paying attention to that. But Simon sillily sillily texted me this weekend and said, listen, if we finish three and two for the rest of the year, uh, we're going to finish in the money. And I said to him, do not tell me that. I haven't checked all year. One game, one pick at a time. That's how I live. Um, but now I know this in the back of my head and it's going to screw with me. <sighs> we were four and one last week in the super contest. It's like, seriously, I am gold right now. I am not afraid to say it. I am not mush. You cannot stop me. Bob Scucci, bookmaker for the Orleans and all the Boyd Gaming books around the world. He is the bookmaker of the world. He's joining us right now. Dude. I am honored to be on the show with the hottest better in the history of sports betting. You know, you joke, you mock. I know you understand. No, you're, you're on fire, man. Seriously. Seriously. Here's the thing. I was 6-10 and 10 the week before. And there was a point on Sunday when I was looking at these games, I'm watching Red Zone, and, you know, they, they flash like the scoreboard for red zone at the end of the first quarter when a lot of the games have reached the end of the first quarter. I forgot how many games there were. There were probably, I don't know, probably nine or ten games early yesterday, maybe nine games on Sunday, I mean. And I looked, and I think I was losing every game. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be such an ugly day. And then I turned it around, and all of a sudden I looked, I'm like, the games that I was really going to lose, I had a chance to push. I had a chance to push the Bucks game. 
uh, I had like even the Browns Bengals that I was under 41 in the final minute, I had a chance, you know, it was 24, 16. And then there was just some flukiness, but like I had a shot. Yep. Yep. And uh, that's how they go. And uh, that's why it's important to get that number. You, You talk about, you know, the difference of taking three or two and a half and then, game falls three it makes all the difference makes all the difference in the world do you think do you believe in mush do you believe in jinx do you believe in karma do you think i'm screwing it up by talking about it today <laughs> it's funny i don't really believe in it but it, i mean I, I i wear the same pair of socks on the super bowl sundays i've got my favorite pairs <laughs> but yet i don't believe in it isn't that funny? There's a, I love The West Wing, the show The West Wing. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And I've watched probably every episode seven or eight times just running through it on Netflix. And my older son, who's 16, for Father's Day, one of the gifts he gave me was he would watch five episodes of The West Wing with me. And I knew if I got him for five, I'd get him for all of them. So, of course, we're cycling through and he's loving it. And um, there's a scene in one of the episodes where Jed Bartlett, who is played by Martin Sheen as the president, um, is supposed to do a photo op with a guy who has shaken hands with every president since Herbert Hoover. And it just so happens that the president gotten some news about a big company going belly up and it was going to have a massive impact on the stock market and the market was always cratering. It was down like four or 500 points. And, uh, the next day he needed it to open big. So like it didn't crater into a further recession for the economy. And this guy who shook Hubert Hoover's hand shook his hand, um, the day before the great depression began. And so, Right before the president is about to shake his hand, that's when he says he met Herbert Hoover was like before the depression began. So the president is about to shake his hand and then he stops and he goes into the corner with his aide uh, named Charlie Young in the show. And um, he says to him, I can't believe I'm doing this, but this guy was Hoover's good luck charm. And I need the stock market to do what I needed to do tomorrow. And then out loud, he's like, I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud. Of course, I'm going to shake his hand. And Charlie goes, I can't believe you're considering shaking his hand at all. Like, this is crazy. Put it off till tomorrow. (laughs) It's funny. That's exactly it. You kind of believe in it, but you don't believe in it. But you kind of like, what do you got to lose? You know what? I'm not going to believe in it. Like... Say it loud, say it proud. I'm fucking 12, 2 and 2 this past week. I'm 118, 87 and 2 on the year, picking every game. That's 50, that's nearly 58%. That's about as good as you can get. I, I mean, f- you can have phenomenal seasons, but that, I mean, that's really about as, as good as you can hope for. I've got 48 games left. 48 games left, and I'm 30, 31 games above 500. Wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. I and so what do you need? You need to win 20, 28 of those forty eight. Is that? I don't know. You do the math. You're a fucking bookmaker. Yeah, yeah. You need to win twenty twenty eight of those. I need to win twenty eight games to finish at fifty three percent. No, to finish at fifty eight percent because you're at fifty eight percent now. Yeah. Right. So, so to continue that fifty eight percent, you need to you need to win twenty eight of those. All right, I'm writing that down. Hold on. I got to get the microphone out of the way so I can make a note of that. I need to win 28 more games. I'm just going to quickly write that down. All right. 
That is insane. That seems doable to me. Yeah. Given the streak I'm on? Yep. What is that? That's that's a week. That's 9-10. It's 9-9-10. It's a 9-9-10 it's a combination. Oof. Boy, when you say it like that, that's dumb. rough. <laughs> say it like that, and it's rough. <laughs> You're not kidding. I'm going nine and seven, nine and seven, and then ten and six to end the year. Hey, I just took. A, I, I got to move the Seahawks game. Not to interrupt you. So I'm going from five and a half to six on the Seahawks. Here. Line change. All right. You know what? Let's just get to it. Let's stop talking about me. And my brilliance. I mean, by the way, I should give some, I've said this whole thing. I haven't given any credit to my buddy, Matt from Marin, who I entered into this with. And the truth is like, I'll pick half the games. He picks half the games. And um, we just happen to both be on fire right now. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. Speaking of on fire, let's get to it, Scooch. We both won Scooch Roulette last week. So that'll be interesting. Um, We've got an on-fire Baltimore Ravens team that is 15-and-a-half-point favorites right now. 15-and-a-half-point yep. favorites. Are you kidding me? They are a juggernaut. <laughs> we, just, we just went to 14-and-a-half, so uh, we did take a uh, couple, couple of big bets on uh, plus 15-and-a-half. 15 is a dead number, so there's really no difference between 14-and-a-half and 15-and-a-half. But uh, yeah, we're we're like looking at this number, saying, I mean, they're, they're betting the Ravens, and Ravens are covering every week. And you know, at what point on a on a high profile game, the th- Thursday night game, we know everybody that walks into the sports book is just going to take the Ravens. So might as well just make them as high as possible. Wow, how do I not take the Jets in that spot? I no, have you to absolutely have to absolutely have to. I mean, it goes on it goes. Uh, with every kind of sports betting rule, you know, the, the double-digit uh, underdogs. and uh, the, I mean, and the Jets, I mean, you look at their last uh, three or four games, and uh, I mean, they're not playing bad. You know, you can take, you throw, throw the one game out that, uh, uh, that they stunk it up. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing competitive. So to be getting 14 and a half points, all they got to do is keep it close. You're not asking them to win the game. No, not at all. Um, and their rush defense is really good. And that's something the Ravens do well. So, like, it's strength on strength there. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean yep. We just got to, you know, make sure, uh, check on the weather on this one. But, I mean, if it is kind of bad weather, it actually plays into the Jets' favor a little bit. So, What is the weather in this game? Do we know yet? It's a little little early on this one. Uh, I mean, I mean the, the wind is the thing that you got to watch, and that's really not we're not going to know that until uh, closer to game time. No wind. Uh, right now, the only wind, I'm looking uh, sportsinsights.actionnetwork.com. It's our weather tool. Anyone can sign up to get it. Miami Dolphins and New York Giants going to have 15-mile-per-hour winds this weekend, but I don't have anything on the Ravens and the Jets. Yeah, it's a little early. Reminder to everyone, everything I'm doing, everything is available in the free Action Network app. Every piece of data I talk about um, in terms of... Uh, Betting percentages uh, on tickets, uh, uh, who's betting on what, all that kind of stuff. Action Network app. Also, you can follow 256 or bust, get all my picks. You might want to start to fade me. Um, It's free money, fading me right now. Joke. But I've talked about it so much that you might want to do that, right? 
What do you think? Yep. You think people should fade yeah. me? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough part right here. I mean, uh, I, I, I was against you. I wouldn't either, my friend. Don't step in front of that, don't step in front of that train. No, I'm going to bet on the Jets this weekend. I'm just waiting. I need that number to move a little bit more. Tampa Bay visiting Detroit. You have this game off the board right now because we don't know who's playing quarterback. Right. I, I mean, we, we had it up and down, and it was anywhere from Tampa Bay minus three and a half to Tampa Bay four. So, uh, uh, I mean, the Winston played, uh, Jameis Winston played most of that game last week with that thumb injury. Uh, as usual, he had some really good good moments and had some really bad moments. So, uh, uh, but we're just going to keep an eye and see, uh, see if he's playing this weekend. So we're just being on the safe side, keeping it off for now. I really like this next game. And by the way, I want people to recognize, you and I have talked about this, but last week we spent so much time both on, and by the way, don't forget, Scooch and I do our Action Network Countdown to Kickoff show every Sunday, noon to one, and we got bets flying. We got bets for $5,000, $10,000, $50,000 coming in in real time. Scooch is moving the number as we break down every game. Uh, And last week we were saying, Jets-Dolphins is going to be the most interesting game on the board. And it was. Like, it was a fascinating <laughs> game as a better. I feel the same way about this uh, Eagles visiting the Redskins game. Redskins, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Although you have it off the board right now. I don't know why. Eagles, Eagles favor. Yeah, it's another one we, we were just going back and forth, putting it on the board, off the board, just making sure uh, we're getting all the latest information with uh, uh, Alsh- Alshon Jeffrey and a couple of... Couple of uh, other guys on the Eagles side, I mean, they're pretty banged up, and uh, we just want to make sure that uh, that we have all the latest information. So it's not unusual, like on a Tuesday morning, following a, mon- a team that played on Monday night, for us to just uh, be a little bit more careful before keeping it up on the board. So uh, we did put it up, though, at four, got a little Eagles money before we took it back down off the board. So uh, and, this, and now I see most places have it up at four and a half. So I think the sharp guys will see a little bit of value with Washington, uh, especially if they were able to draw anything from the Monday night game with, with the giants and uh, the Eagles were able to come back in that one. But uh, the first half uh, certainly looked like almost anybody could uh, kind of uh, do well against the Eagles. So I guess the, the Redskins at plus four and a half, especially if you look at their last performance against green Bay as, as, as huge uh, underdogs and you know they got down to that fourteen nothing uh, deficit, but uh, they 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 held Green Bay after that and uh, made that game pretty competitive. So here they are again with a team that's not as good as Green Bay, getting four and a half points at home. I think I see the value there, but uh, nevertheless, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of public money on the Eagles. Do you think that line is going to move up before it moves down? Uh, I think it'll stay at four and a half most of the week, and then. Uh, I think closer to game time, uh, it'll, it'll probably move down. No, I don't think it'll go up. Just trying I mean, to we're decide. We're seeing about 65% of the action on Philadelphia, but it's all it's all just kind of recreational betters and the general public. So I, I, I don't see them really driving it up too much. Uh, Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears, the red-hot Chicago Bears, and the brilliant Mitch Trubisky visiting Green Bay where they are four-and-a-half-point underdogs right now. This is a hard game to cap for me. I really 
I kind of have no read on it. The the Packers have really underwhelmed for a month. Uh, yeah. And the Bears beat up on a Lions team, beat up on a Cowboys team in bad shape. I don't know who to believe they are right now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, Chicago's finally winning a couple of games, uh, but uh, you know they're against kind of left and stellar teams. And, and the Packers, like we were just talking about them with the struggling against the Redskins after getting out to a 14 nothing lead, that's kind of been their M.O. all year. They get out to the early lead, and then something happens to them, and they, their offense just stalls in the, in, in the second half. And, and they're like I said, they're 10-3. and three, but They're not really an impressive 10-3, and three, if that makes any sense. Uh, so here they are laying four and a half. We actually opened this game of five, and some of the early bets from the professional handicappers were on Chicago. So we're actually a little heavy on uh, on Chicago, and uh, the public really hasn't weighed in as much yet. I'm, I'm sure they're going to be coming in on Green Bay, but uh, uh, so far the uh, the sharp guys are on Chicago. So if I like Chicago, I might want to jump in now at four and a half. If I like Green Bay, I might want to wait. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I, I actually see this game going down to four. And, and it might happen even even earlier before the weekend because there's just there's not enough public sentiment on the Packers to kind of keep the line, uh, you know, as high as we want them to make it. And, uh, and, and the Sharp guys have already tipped their hand which way they're going. <sighs> this next game, Scooch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what we're doing right now? What? We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> and the New England yeah. Patriots. Look, Patriots at nine and a half, looking really bad two weeks in a row, fighting with each other, videotaping the Bengals. Things are so bad, they're videotaping the Bengals sideline. And you got a Bengals team that for two weeks in a row has covered, albeit against bad teams. Um, can I trust the Patriots? in their history or the history of teams that are nine to 10 point underdogs, which is a very specific metric as well as teams that are big home underdogs, as well as teams that are getting less than 20% of the action as a home underdog. Like it's tilting towards Cincinnati here. Absolutely. I mean, Cincinnati at home getting almost 10 points. We're getting, we're at nine and a half right now. We actually opened the game 10, took a couple of big bets on Cincinnati, uh, uh, drove it to nine and a half. But, I mean, look, it's hard to bet against the Patriots, and we've said it all year, but if there's a time to do it, it would be now. And I, I often say you, you, you can't read too much out of just one game, like if the team has a bad performance and they fall flat. But you're talking about the last five weeks, the Patriots have three losses, and this is a Patriot team that, I mean, they haven't lost at home in years, and and, you know, and here they are. They're, they're not only losing, they're losing at home. They're not looking good. And now you're asking them to cover double digits on the road. I mean, I, I know it's against the worst team in the league, but now here's a Cincinnati team that if they are playing, uh, if you pick a point in the season where they're playing their best, you could argue it, it is now. You know, they had a couple of games in a row, even though last week it was kind of right around the number, depending on what you got with the Browns. That line fluctuated between seven and nine throughout the week. So, uh, but but absolutely, it's tough. this is a way more value on uh, the Bengals than there is on New England. It's just always hard to bet against New England. Well, look, you've got the like the polarity couldn't be more exaggerated because 
it's the one team that defies every rule as a favorite and the one team that defies every rule as an underdog, right? Like, yeah. this is a matchup made in heaven here. <laughs> yeah, or no, a matchup no, made in hell. And then, the, and then you got to think, I mean, the Patriots have the, the, the Bills next week, which is kind of for the division. So uh, a lot of interesting uh, kind of scenarios with this game. Hey, Jesus. Why is, um, moving on, why is Houston, Tennessee getting so much attention right now? This is the most bet game we have on the board in our Action Network uh, app with the most, tix- most tickets. Well, I mean, talking about the, the division, I mean, this, game, this game's for the Pantheon Cup title. That's what I mean. <laughs> so the, the, the Titans have drawn I, – I, here's why there's so much interest in the game. The Titans have drawn more action from the Sharp guys in the last three or four weeks than almost any other team on the board. They have been on them every week. So they, they're seeing the, the effectiveness of, of this offense. They're, they're seeing – um, you know, they're throwing out the first half of the year. Uh, and then at the same time, you have a Texans team that wins big games like beating the Patriots and then comes back and then lays an egg the following week, plays super well against teams like the Saints and then loses to, you know, teams like the Colts. And so, I mean, th- th- this team is kind of uh, interesting to watch because you, the inconsistency. So now here you have the two best teams in the division, supposedly, and, uh, uh, it's no surprise that they're only separated by the three-point home field uh, advantage, which is kind of most games that you see in that division. They'll just make the home team three points, and, and you've got your line. Uh, but uh, we're, we're actually seeing a little bit more sharp money coming in on the Texans, but not much. So we, we went to minus three even money on Tennessee, and uh, uh, the public is slightly on uh, – the Titans, but the sharp guys are slightly on the Texans. So you might have to go to two and a half here. If anything, that's the direction we're going. I mean, any, any figures, like I said, when I've said it before, when you have like two really good teams, a competitive matchup, and they're only separated by the field goal, the general tendency is to go ahead and take the points. Right. But if that line drops to two and a half, the tendency is to lay the points. Lay. It's, yeah. The difference of a half a point when you're talking about, um, uh, a margin of three, that key number. Uh, at two and a half, you bet the Titans, and at three, you, you take a shot with the, the Texans. Like you said, how you got lucky with the Buccaneers. I mean, so many games fall three. Uh, there's just that tremendous value with that half point. All right, Seattle's going on the road, getting truly beat up, losing Rashad Penny, uh, playing a really dreadful Carolina Panthers team that has just lost. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Um you got the Panthers as a six and a half point dog. That feels like a dangerous underdog to me. Dangerous. Well, actually, those actually, are some we dangerous were at, cats. <laughs> we're we're at six. We were at five and a half before the show started. This was the one at the top of the show that we actually uh, took a couple of big bets from sharp guys on Seattle, and we went to six just a matter of minutes ago. So uh, m- the money is all on Seattle. Matter of fact, it's like 95% Seattle money and it's both from sharp guys and uh, um, the general public. So if the Panthers are a dangerous dog, I really hope you're right. And I hope that 58% winning percentage that you have carries over into this game if you like the Panthers, because that's who we're going to need. What do you think of this game? What would you take in the, what, what side would you take? I, the, 
Well, I, I, I like the, the Seahawks as well. I mean, I, the Panthers have, are done for the season, and I, I really liked uh, uh, last week the uh, the Atlanta Falcons was, was my scooch roulette pick in one of our shows. I know we do two of them, but I, I really liked Atlanta last week. Uh, I, I, I think Seattle is just every bit as, as good and as dangerous as as, uh, as the Falcons were last week, and then Se- Seahawks coming off of that loss. Uh, I, I think they're going to come into this game and, and, and look to put a thumping on uh, Carolina. Why do you not have the uh, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Denver Broncos on the board right now? We were uh, Mahomes has got that uh, injury. Now he's listed. We actually had the game up. We opened the game up at 11 and a half. And uh, uh, the first bet we took was a ten thousand dollar bet at plus eleven and a half, and we went to eleven. Then they took the eleven, uh, and then it came out that uh, that Mahomes was was questionable. Uh, there, I, I mean, they, they've since upgraded him to probable now, but it's just, I mean, obviously he's just such a key piece of that offense, and we've talked about it before how much we've uh, liked Denver as a covering team all year. And we don't want to be too high on the favorites uh, against Denver. And Denver has been really good to to us this year. Um, I don't want to put ourselves in a position where we're taking too much on Denver at such a big number. What am I going to do here? Because if, it, if it comes out that Mahomes is not going to start in this one, then <laughs> this line drops down to, you know, like seven and a half. It's almost like if you want to bet it, if you like Denver, you want to bet it now. Absolutely. I mean, either way, even if Mahomes starts, uh, I still think that there's a little value there. We were just trying to, you know, this between the Chiefs and the, and the Ravens, those are the two teams right now that are drawing uh, the absolute most parlay money and the most tickets and uh, the most teaser bets and money lines and everything else. So we just tried to be as high as possible. Um, but uh, I don't want to be high with an injured quarterback. You, you know, that's just a little too much, uh, too much value on, on Denver. I'm in a pool uh, where each of the contestants put in a uh, fair amount of money. Let's call it $2,000. There's four of us. And um, we each choose eight teams to win the Super Bowl. And the person who wins, the person whose team wins, wins the pot. And I had the number two pick. I really wanted to take the um, the Patriots number one overall. Someone got to them. I chose the Chiefs at number two overall. I'm feeling much better about my choice than the Patriots right now. Yeah, I'll say. All right, this next game is so much fun, especially if we think Eli Manning is playing. Miami is visiting the New York Giants. Ryan Fitzpatrick against Eli Manning. Oh, my God, if there's ever been a game that will make you feel sick to your stomach the entire time that you're betting it. Every single time one of these quarterbacks has the ball in his hand, it could be a touchdown or a pick six. That, <laughs> like, those are the results. That's it. Yeah, that's, and yeah, and you've got the Giants as three-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Yeah, this is a tough one, and it looks like nobody knows what to do with it. When you have two, uh, two teams like, like the Giants and the Dolphins, it's hard to have a lot of confidence in either of them. Although the Dolphins have just been kind of a, a covering machine uh, the last five or six weeks, um, as much you know as as much as they've been losing and you know as bad as the, the the team is, they're always competitive, and because of that first half of the year when they're they're 
power rankings just sunk to such a such an all-time low, uh, you've got a lot of value on them in the next four or five games. So uh, it's tough not to not to take the Dolphins with points, especially you know three and a half. We just talked about that key number of three. I think there's a lot of value in that hook here. So I, I would lean Dolphins in this one. All right, listen. I lost two. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I almost skipped a game. The most exciting game, the Sunday night game, Buffalo visiting Pittsburgh, Josh Allen and Duck Hodges. I think you got to duck and dodge in this game because who knows <laughs> where the balls are going to fly. Um, what's interesting to me, the, the Steelers are two and a half point favorites. You probably play the Steelers just because short home favorite, right? Uh, law of averages. But the total, is this the lowest total of the year? Connor Powers, one of the guys who works on the social team here at the Action Network, we were talking about this game earlier today, and because uh, that's what we do at the Action Network, we just talk about betting. And he brought up that he thought this might be the lowest total of the year. Yeah, I don't remember anyone uh, going down to 36, 36 and a half. There was one bad weather game that was right around 37, but this is probably the lowest that we started out. Uh, and Buffalo has gone under, I think, more than any other team. So uh, it makes sense that uh, you know we keep dropping the dropping the totals on on the Bills game, uh, you know, the great defense and keep the games close. I, they're going up against one of the hottest teams. I mean, the Steelers just quietly have just been winning games. And, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about Tomlin as being coach of the year and one of the best coaching jobs he's ever done with this team. So, um, and it looks like the wise guys are believing that because they're, they're betting the Steelers as well. Um, the public though is on the bills and this is, kind of another case when I was talking about two good teams going up against each other and the tendency is to just take the points. Although there's not a whole lot of value in two and a half, I'd much rather take three points, but uh, uh, there's more, there's almost double the amount of tickets from general public on the bills than there is the Steelers, but there is those big bets from the professionals uh, and they're definitely on the Steelers in this one. Pros are on the Steelers. Yep. I think I would be too. You know why? Why? Why is that? I'm a pro. Fifty-eight <laughs> percent. One of the two games I didn't win last weekend was Jacksonville, and you and I had a long conversation about the late move was on the Chargers. All the wise guys were coming in in the Chargers. I didn't get it, and then I got it because boy, was this team just terrible. Yeah, it's a really strong move. I've often said when it's a, a game, there's a game on the board that nobody else really pays attention to, that nobody likes, but then you see the professional betters coming in, just hand over fist on that game. They usually see something that's not in the line. It's not uh, swayed in any way by any public bias or public money. It's just strictly a lot of sharp guys with an opinion. And that play has been pretty strong, especially when it comes in about 20 minutes before game time, which kind of is what the, the, the Chargers move was last week. Um, and the one thing, though, that the, the wise guys were off on last week is they also bet the Raiders last week. That was another late move and one of the rare instances where uh, they were off on. Uh, so far, it looks like everybody's on the Raiders in this game, both sharp guys and the public. Uh, we ha have almost nothing on the Jaguars, both in parlays or straight bets. It's just all one way in this one. We opened six. We're at six and a half. Probably going to see a seven in this game. So if you if you are going to bet the Raiders in this one, might as well grab that six and a half now. I don't want to bet this game. 
a tough one. It really is. It's too many points for for a Raiders team to lay. Do you ask them to win by more than a touchdown? Uh, and there's absolutely no reason to bet Jacksonville right now. And actually, I, I think I, I mentioned this last week as well. Jacksonville is one of those teams that the sharp guys have been betting against. Three out of the last four weeks, they've been against them. So they they're betting the Titans every week. They're betting the Buccaneers every week when Jameis Winston is healthy, and they're betting against Jacksonville. It's all the Pantheon Cup teams. That's where they're making their money. By the way, that says everything about our theory. All the teams from the Southeast that nobody's paying attention to, that nobody bets on, that's where they're finding the value. Yeah, exactly. Cleveland visiting Arizona, a team that used to be getting a lot of value. I was on the Steelers this past week. I kind of, I feel like I've, you know, Cliff Kingsbury was a novelty the first seven weeks of the year, 10 weeks of the year. And I think he's been exposed a little bit in the last four or five weeks. So I've been off of Arizona, uh, including this past weekend. But two and a half points at home against Cleveland, Freddie Kitchens, like that's a different scenario. What are the wise guys doing? They're staying away from this one. We have almost nothing on this game. This might be this might be the corner TV game. I think there's probably going to be more interest in the Dolphins Giants than the uh, the, the Browns Cardinals. I I think kind of uh, you you mentioned about uh, the kind of fascination with this Cardinals team early on in the year. I think the public got burned on them too many times. I mean, even I mean they were competitive. Even last week, they had a really good shot to. Uh, to cover against uh, Pittsburgh, I mean they had, Pittsburgh had that uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. It had a couple of couple of other key moments in, that could have put the Cardinals in that game. Uh, so so they should be competitive in this one. But I, there's nothing in the point spread that gives really either side an edge. I mean you're just basically picking a team to win the game. The point spread isn't really coming into effect. And honestly, both teams have been kind of underperforming. So Cleveland's playing a little bit better lately, but not by much. Yeah. San Francisco is an 11 point favorite against the Atlanta Falcons. I, so we tried to make this one as high as we could, knowing that the general public is, is going to be all over San Francisco. Even in San Francisco's losses, they've looked good, which is you know the sign of a great team that um, you know there's no disgrace in, in losing by three to the Ravens and by getting edged out by Seattle in in a close game and uh, you know so and coming off of that that win that game wild game against uh, uh, New Orleans last week where I think it was the first time their defense was actually. Uh, uh, exposed a little bit. This this 49ers defense is you know one of the best in the NFL, kind of getting lit up. Uh, I, I think this is the Falcons defense has been playing the best that they've played all year. So I actually have been kind of liking the Falcons the last few weeks, um, and I know we we didn't like them early on, but uh, I like them lately, and I think that this is there's going to be a lot of value in this 11 points, even against a great team like uh, like Seattle. I don't disagree, but I like how you said it almost sheepishly. <laughs> what, that I like the Falcons sheepish, sheepishly? Yeah. <laughs> You're a little embarrassed to say it in front of me. Yeah, because well, we know how we, we felt about the Falcons over the last uh, couple of years, but 
they have been looking. You, t- you look at the two games they played uh, against uh, the Saints, I and mean, one of them they just rolled the Saints, and then the other one on Thanksgiving Day where they, they ended up not covering, but again, they were right in it and could have covered at the end of the game, came down to one of the last plays. Uh, winning by 20 last week, their, their offense was putting up uh, points. Just got to make sure the re- the receivers are all healthy, and and that, that's we're kind of keeping an eye on that. But uh, that might, that might be a question if you see the line move later in the week. Uh, just making sure all of Atlanta's uh, weapons are healthy. Uh, but but I think there's just a lot of value in those double digits there. The resurgent Rams against the fading Cowboys. This game's been bouncing around. Pick minus one. Where are you at? What are people doing? Uh, we're at the Cowboys minus one, but everything. Sharp guys, public, everybody's on the Rams. Um, we, I, I, I really liked the Rams last week, and you and I talked about a great spot um, against uh, Seattle. And uh, the, the Rams are, seem to be getting their footing back from that uh, great season they had last year. Uh, but it seems like every time you, you you start believing in the Rams, they let you down. So, uh, but but the public seeing that game last week, the Rams are kind of right back in their mind. And the public has gotten burned by the Cowboys, uh, you know, since Thanksgiving. And there, there, uh, there's no interest in uh, in betting the Cowboys again. So just right now, we got about 80% of the bets are on uh, the Rams. Uh, 80% of the money is on the Rams. We we have absolutely no support uh, for the for the Cowboys in this one. And I kind of believe it myself. So I. I might move this line. I might have, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to move it. We talked you into it right now. Line change. <laughs> yep, you did. Hey, listen, I feel like Minnesota visiting the Chargers, if the Chargers don't blow up the Jaguars this past weekend, uh, this line is much bigger. What was the look-ahead line on Minnesota at the Chargers? Uh, three and a half to four. All right, so now it's two and a half. So, yeah, which is a big... Big difference. I yeah. know it's only one point, but that's a huge difference. That screams take the Minnesota Vikings. Um, it, it really does because of that, the value there in the half a point. And I know the Chargers can really step up and win a game, Like, uh, but you can't, you can't look at the teams like Jacksonville as, as being you know impressive victories. Uh, Minnesota's a good team, and you know I know they they struggled a little bit last week. I think a lot of people as as double digit uh, favorites, uh, they end up covering that game by a half a point, depending on what line you got. They win by thirteen. Uh, a lot of people felt that they should have kind of more easily won that game by a larger margin. Uh, but uh, this is this is a short road favorite that I would definitely take. Uh, I have no confidence in the Chargers. None. And the Vikings have just looked really good. Like they, they look competent. They don't look like a team that's inconsistent right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Jacoby Brissett, he's on the road at the Saints, taking the Colts to the Dome. Saints are nine-point favorites Monday night. Drew Brees with a chance to break the all-time uh, touchdown passing record in prime time. Nine-point favorites, though. That is a big number. It is, and uh, but... When we're looking at kind of the cycles of the team and how they have both peaks and valleys, I wouldn't say that the Colts are playing their their best right now. They kind of had their kind of peak moment probably in the middle of the season when they were upsetting some teams uh, straight up as as kind of six point underdogs. Uh, now I, I, I think uh, 
the public is definitely going to be on the Saints in this one, probably at about a 70, 75% rate, even at, even at minus nine. Uh, not a whole lot of confidence in this Colts team. And even the Sharp guys have jumped off them about three weeks ago. There was a time when they were on the Colts every week, but uh, as of about three weeks ago, they jumped off of this team. So they're not playing their best. That's why the nine-point favorite is just a tough number. I mean, for, for a Sharp guy to lay nine, uh, I, I don't see the Sharp guys weighing in on this one unless it gets to 10. Scooch, guess what it's time to do? That's right, brother. We were both winners last week. Yep. But I'm 12-2-2 and and hitting at a 58% clip on the year, betting every game in the NFL. And you have excuses like, think of how much more money we could have made if I wasn't as good a bookmaker as I am. So I feel like... (laughs) I feel like I should go first. Go first. Go ahead. Which craptastic team am I going to bet on? Because that's what you got to do. You got to bet bad teams. I am going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. You know, I I love them myself. I'm just, I I, I know how teams kind of like to look ahead a little bit. You know, the Rams got the the 49ers last week, uh, next week. So that's the only thing that kind of scares me off of this one. But but I, I like it. I was tossed between the Falcons and the Rams myself. So since you already went with the Rams, I'm going to go with the Falcons. I was tossed between the Falcons and the Redskins. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Redskins. You mentioned that earlier. I like them too. I like the. You know what? I want to change my pick. I'm going to go to the Redskins. Okay. There All right. you go. 58%. I'm going to the Redskins. Going to the Redskins. 58%. You can't beat me. I am golden. Don't fade gold. Gold doesn't fade Ooh, did you make that up it's a t-shirt right there we got some yeah, merch you're not kidding that's a milmanism milmanism boom bob scucci everyone can listen to us on sundays noon to one radio.com radio.com app streaming on at action network hq on twitter i will talk to you on sunday brother all right sounds good thanks man we are back with professional better simon hunter who is carrying us through the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest season. We're picking five games every week, trying to win $1.5 million. Normally, Darren Ravel is in the studio with me or on the phone because he is my nemesis and our anchor in this particular exercise. Darren's traveling. Last week with Darren, Simon and I somehow were able to get ourselves to a place where we went four and one. And Simon has texted me to let me know that we are very close to finishing in the money in this thing. We need three winning weeks and some other things to fall our way to get a chance to win some serious dough. Simon, my brother, my rainmaker. And now, a word from a wise guy with Simon Hunter. Dude, what is going on? That was a great, um, it was one of those monies you wake up, we won, we killed in the super contest, we won four and one. And all, a lot of my bets hit. I know a lot of your bets hit. A lot of Darren's bets hit. And you're just like, man, so every Monday could just be this good. We just made every right decision and got every bounce. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had a couple. Um, like, with, with people really like betting these primetime games. Um, so, for people that I give out plays to, like clients, the biggest thing is these primetime games. That's what these, these Joe Schmoes like. 
So in a week where you go three and zero in prime time, that, that's that's how you know you're having a really good week because those are really the hardest prime time games to pick. So we we had a great week. We had an amazing week. It was it was such a good week that Darren was skipping around a bar by himself. Honest to God, you saw that video when jumping into a pile of pillows in the corner of a bar. What bar has? Everyone has to go to Darren Ravel's Twitter feed to understand what we're talking about. But in his regular weekly points bet week, his points bet promotion, uh, where you can fade Ravel, he had Darren, he had uh, Eli Manning under 249 and a half yards, and somehow Eli had 180 in the first half, and over the next two quarters plus overtime, could not get another 70 yards. So uh, Darren won his bet and um, was bouncing around a bar last night that some reason had pillows in it. I was very impressed by how good of a skipper Darren was. I'm not going to lie. Deep down, he pretty, might be pretty, pretty shocking and terrifying. Coordinated athlete. All right, well, let's talk about Darren <laughs> yeah. for a second because he's going to be very upset he's not on, but he is adamant that I, that I share his picks before we dismiss them. Are you ready? I'm ready. Seattle minus six. Uh, chalk, very chalky, but... It could be a smart play in the sense that the, maybe the Panthers have completely given up and the Seahawks need need this game. And what they do really well is running. Is I mean, if you look at any of the numbers, the Panthers are one of the worst teams against the run. So th- that's not a terrible play with the Seahawks, but we can keep going through. New England minus 9.5 against the Bengals. Uh, I get what he's thinking with the Patriots. It's like, what are the odds the Patriots don't cover four games in a row? But that, that's too high, that line. I mean, Andy Dolan's terrible, but that, that's a high line, nine and a half. So that's really saying that the defense is going to be carrying them here. Because if you watched that game last week, they, they had a lot of things go right. with. I know everyone's complaining about the referees, but they had so many things. They did trick plays. They were scoring off of. They had turnovers. They had blocked punts, blocked kicks. I mean, the Patriots always win those kind of games, and they didn't. So I, it, this Patriots team's kind of scared me. Where this isn't, this isn't our dad's Patriots. These, these guys aren't the, the team they used to be. Not so even close. That one. No. Eagles minus four and a half against the Redskins. Hate this game. Mm, yeah, I, would, I actually really like the Redskins side. Me too. The, the Eagles are down to practice squad receivers, and. In the NFL, that that's a huge difference when Wentz just has to keep force feeding tight ends. Where every defense knows that, so I think that's a bad that's a bad side to be on the Eagles. Not this week. I think not only that. I think you and I both just unanimously decided we're going to be on the Redskins. Okay, I'm cool with that. Okay, Arizona plus two and a half. Hate it. I'm done with Cliff Kingsbury. I think the the value is out of this team. And, and it was horrible. We we. We had the Cardinals last weekend. They they get they give up that punt return. So right that right there, we just took a, a, a touchdown off the board. And then Murray started a close game. And he threw three interceptions. So I I can't back. I cannot back the Cardinals again. I feel like this team we we wrung as much as we could out of this team all season long. Yeah, we were. A week... I think the I think the book's out on Kyle Murray. Yep, a week too late. The Rams are pick or plus one against the Cowboys. And it's funny, I, I got that. I mean, as most, most people that are waiting for those numbers to be hung, they probably got the Rams plus three. So that, that's crazy that Vegas has already moved this four points. I mean, that, that's huge money then coming in on the Rams. 
So I, I like what he's thinking here, where the Rams, if all these people who play trends, the Cowboys haven't been a team with a winning record, and the Rams have a winning record. But um, we might not be getting any good value here on the Rams. I think we're getting terrible value on the Rams. We, we might be, but I, 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 I see the Rams winning this game. They're, as much as the Cowboys are playing for, the Rams are playing for more because the Cowboys still know they can lose this game. It doesn't matter. They just have to beat the Eagles. All right, well, then let's get to some games. Those are Darren's. We're putting a question mark next to the Rams, ignoring the others, although I don't hate yeah. Seattle. Uh, I'll put Seattle on our maybe list. Um, and we're definitely taking the Redskins, so we got one game in. Well, we, prom- we promised them one, so we'll, <laughs> we'll figure out which one that is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's going to be the Rams or the Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's what I'm thinking. You ready? Um, I like Denver at plus eleven or plus ten. Yeah, if that if that number stays above ten and a half, um, it's not so much that we're really believing it. I mean, I do think the QBs look good for the the Broncos, um, but this is more of us just playing a number here. Where the Chiefs, this is this was inflated to start with. So I, I do think as long as it stays above 10, I'd take that, the Broncos. I like, uh, what do you have that rated at? I actually have that at 10. So it came down a little bit. I, I just think it's hard, to, uh, it's hard to make a number on this game because I don't know what's going on with uh, Mahomes' hand. Like, right. they, they scored three points in the second half against the Patriots, and that wasn't all just because I know Patriots' defense is incredible and in adjustments and everything like that. But that was more them just protecting Mahomes. I think something's going on with that hand. So I like that number a lot. So it's possible he could, like, if he doesn't even play, then you're getting huge value if we get this line at 10.5 or 10 tomorrow night. Right, and that's what's so great with West, like, the Westgate Supercons, they hang these lines early. And they yeah. just stay, stay as is. So you can get really good value with that. I think I like Pittsburgh minus 2.5. I love that one, too. I think it, it's funny where... They, they shouldn't have won that. I mean, they, they played bad last week against the Cardinals. But this team has played very well at home, especially their defense. And watching Allen last week, I, I think that Baltimore, the way they were playing him was really smart where they were containing him where he couldn't get out because he's really good outside the pocket. And if you look at the Steelers line with Watt and a couple other linebackers, they're really fast. So I like this matchup a lot for the Steelers. I'm on that side too. What do you have it rated at? I got the Steelers on minus three. So – a lot of books right now, I'm seeing one, one and a half. So you're getting good value there. Definitely getting value. All right, we talked about the Rams. The other game that I like, uh, I do like Minnesota minus two and a half. I do too, in the sense that it, it's <laughs> the Chargers. I mean, that the Jaguars, they really are. They're one of the worst teams I've seen this year. Like the last couple of weeks, they've completely fallen apart and given up. And the, the Chargers just exploded on. That was a lot of. We know the Chargers are a good team, but I think in this matchup, everything really does favor the Vikings. I mean, they, they're they probably going to have a home crowd here at Chargers Stadium, so I like that Vikings number, too. What did you rate it at? Not getting crazy good value. I had a Vikings minus three and a half. Dude, you're but, over a key number, one point. Like, that was the look-ahead line. The look-ahead line was three and a half or four, so I feel like you're getting great value there. Great value. 
they're getting great value. Uh, it's making me nervous though that it's coming down because that means my brother and the sharps they they, they were pa- they were the ones taking the Chargers, so they're the ones that are betting it down. Dude, I don't think but, so. I think this game reopened at two and a half. I think I don't think uh, really? yeah, I don't think people were betting it. I think it's just that's where that's how it reopened after the Chargers beat up the Jags last week. Wow, that's actually really surprising. Here uh, are. Here are six I, games. Go ahead. What do you want to say? I would say, if, if, if we really like, I mean, with these big dogs, a team that I, I like that's just a short favorite that I know it's probably not a, the greatest spot just because I, I've been winning so much on the Titans and we haven't really been playing them. Yeah. I, I do think it is another, another spot where it's a divisional game and they're at home. So this is kind of game where you can back the Titans, but I know you're probably going to say that we're not getting any value because it's already up to minus three, so you're probably right. We probably lost that value. I think we totally lost it. I think we only play yeah. it if it gets back to two and a half. Yeah, I'm just looking at that. I'm seeing it's updated. It's minus three, so that's probably what they're going to put in the contest. So, yeah, we can pass on the Titans. All right, so here's the games we got. We're definitely on the Redskins. We have to choose one from Darren, Rams or Seattle. I personally, I'll feel I'll feel better about just doing Seattle because okay. I think I think that they gave up. But we'll see what Darren wants to do when we talk to him. I think he'd prefer Seattle. Okay. So then we have Redskins in Seattle. So we have three and four to choose from: Denver plus ten and a half, Steelers minus two and a half, Minnesota minus two and a half, Titans minus three. Let's let's do the Titans off. Let's lock in the Steelers. I, that, that's probably my favorite sharp sharp line we have. Okay. And then if we, we can do the chalk with the Vikings because that that's just that's a good number with them. As long as it stays under three, I'll take that. I agree. So then we got Denver plus ten and a half, or Denver plus ten. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely keep Denver, in. and we'll we'll monitor that, see what's going on with Mahomes, because that that's a really good number. All right, so here's what we got: Redskins plus four and a half, Seattle minus six. Denver plus ten, ten and a half. Steelers minus two and a half. Minnesota minus two and a half. Love it. All right, buddy. Let's let's stay hot. Keep it rolling. Simon Hunter, wise guy who is getting us in the money. You're the best. Talk to you next week. Be good, man. Talk to you. All right. This has been the favorites from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. Join us again next week as we continue to chase one point five million dollars, and I continue to chase fifty eight percent. Picking winners. 256 or bust in the Action Network app. You can rate, review, subscribe from Apple Podcasts, download from Apple Podcasts, download from radio.com, search the favorites, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you.